0: presents Jet Morgan in Journey Into Space. Lemmy and I had headed across the southwestern half of the great Augea Desert in pursuit of the mysterious ship in which we believed the rest of the crew of number two and Mitch, our chief engineer, were held prisoner. Then we came across what appeared to be a derelict sheep farm in the heart of the desert. But the animals in its pens were not sheep. In fact, they were unlike any animals we had ever seen on earth. We then saw a man disappear into the derelict house. A man who had a beetle-like creature as his companion instead of a dog. We decided to investigate the house. Much to our surprise, we found Mitch sleeping in one of the rooms. A changed Mitch who no longer needed a helmet to breathe and who thought he was back on Earth in Australia. When we tried to persuade him to return to the trucks with us, he attacked Jet and made a hole in his helmet. Lemmy, that curtain. Bring it over here, quick. Yes, Doc. What are you yep, going to do? Stuff that hole with it, Jet. It'll stop the leak enough for you to get back to the truck anyway. Here, Doc. Right. Okay, Jet. Bend your head forward. Uh-huh. That's it. Now, uh, now... What is it, Doc? This fabric. It breaks up into little pieces like it was rotten. You mean you can't use it? Yep. Uh, lemmy, on the bed, the sheepskins, whatever they are, bring some of those. Yes, Doc. Hang on, Jet. One of those should do the trick temporarily anyway. Do you feel all right? Yeah, for the moment. But I must be losing noodles of gas. Here all. Thanks yeah, that's more like it. There. Oh, thanks, Doug. Huh. Now you look like the Sheik of Araby. Now, let's get out of here quick.
1: There, in the room along the end of the passage. Hey,
0: wait a minute. There's somebody coming. Yeah, it's the geezer what owns the Beetle. And the men from out of the ship. The window. We can get out of there. Yes, come on. There's somebody out there. and know we're trapped. All right. We'll have to fight our way out. And risk all our helmets being punctured. So what else can we do?
1: Stay where you are.
0: Oh. Well, it's pretty obvious what else we can do. Nothing. Teria.
1: That's them, Doc. Appeared from nowhere, frightened the wits out of my wife, and then began to search the house without so much as a by your leave. Mm, I see. Now, who are you?
0: We might well ask you that.
1: That's easily answered. I'm the flowing doctor in this part of the territory. I received a report that there was a man here suffering from overexposure to the sun. I kind to pick him up.
0: Uh, if I may say so, Doctor, he's not suffering from overexposure to the sun. Who are you? My name's Matthews, Dr. Matthews.
1: A doctor of medicine?
0: Yes, and of space medicine in particular. Of what? Space, astronautics.
1: Well, that's a branch of medicine I've never heard of. What are you doing here? Where did you come from?
0: We came looking for our chief engineer, Stephen Mitchell. The man you say has had an overdose of the sun, but, well, he was fit enough when he left us.
1: Have you ever seen these men before? Not that I remember.
0: Mitch, what do you remember? How did you get here?
1: That's a funny thing. I don't remember that either. Everything that happened before today seems vague and uncertain. In your condition, what else do you expect? The sooner I get you into bed and under proper medical care, the better.
0: Sorry to disagree with you again, Doctor, but that's not the reason. Yesterday, he was one of us, and like us, he couldn't even walk around on this planet without a spacesuit. Now look at
1: him. A spacesuit? Is that what those get ups you have on are supposed to be? And where are you supposed to be from? From us? <laughs> Earth,
0: eh? <laughs> what are you laughing at?
1: Had you said Mars or Venus or some other planet, I wouldn't have had any reason to laugh. Well, this happens to be the Earth. And as for your all being creatures from another planet, you don't look any different from the rest of us. Now, if this is a joke, it's gone far enough. Who are you and what are you doing here? Frightening the life out of peaceful folk. Earth, is it? And
0: I suppose the next thing you'll be saying is that those weird creatures are outside are sheep. And that that beetle sitting there is a dog.
1: And to you too. If they're not sheep, and well that's not a dog, then I've been living under an illusion for years. Now, listen to me carefully. I'm going to shut you in this room while I think about what I'm going to do with you. I shall post one of my attendants outside the door and another outside the window. I shall give them orders to yell if you make any move to escape. And if they do, I shall not restrain Mr. John Bodie here from using his rifle. Is that clear?
0: Look, you can't keep us here. Captain Morgan's helmet is punctured. His oxygen is escaping.
1: Then tell him to take that goldfish bowl off his head and behave like a normal human being. He
0: can't, I tell you. The oxygen in the atmosphere is
1: far too low for us to breathe. Is it? Well, maybe that's an illusion you're living under. Now, come on, John, and you, sir. We'll leave them here to think things over for a bit.
0: One moment must you imagine it's us. Well, it's it's me then. He said we're on earth, and he and that sheep farmer and Mitch act exactly as though they was. I can't even be sure that even you and Doc are what you seem anymore. Take it easy, Lemmy. We're all in this together. What is the explanation of it, Doc? What does it all mean? Well, let's begin by assuming that we are mentally stable anyway. All right, let's assume that. Well, in that case, it must be the others who are unbalanced in some way, not us. Now, look at this place. It's ancient, derelict, and in a state of decay, with pieces of some tough, fibrous material knocked together to resemble furniture. And apparently these people, and Mitch, believe it is furniture. To them, this place is a comfortable home. And those animals outside are sheep, that beetle-like creature, a dog. But what does all that add up to? To this, Lemmy. As far as these people are concerned, things are not all that they seem. They think they live normal, earthly lives surrounded by normal, earthly animals on a cattle station in the Australian bush. Uh, Doc, where did they come from in the first place? We can only conclude they came from Earth, Lemmy, as Whittaker did. But having been brought here and made to think they are still back on Earth, they carry on exactly the life that they were leading before they left Earth. And when did they leave it? Goodness knows. Probably years ago, before you and I were born, as Whittaker did. Yes, Doc, but who brought them up here, and what for? Why go to all the trouble of conditioning them, merely so they can then induce them to believe they're back on Earth anyway? What's the point? We may never know the answer to that one, Jet. Fact is, up to now, they've had to go down to Earth to pick up their victims. But we have come to them, and now we're here. They intend to keep us. And never let us go back? Probably. Oh, blimey. They already have Dobson and Harding, and now, apparently, they have Mitch. And we're the next on the list. That's why these so called flying doctors come. The next thing we know, he'll be hypnotizing us, and that will be our lot. No, Lemmy, I don't think so. How do you mean? No, he's just as bewildered about us as that farmer is. I honestly think he believes himself to be down on earth and that, to him, we are the peculiar ones. Well, he's going to have a whole job figuring out how we got here. Mitch, too, for that matter. Well, you'll probably conclude that Mitch is a dingo hunter or a gold seeker who lost his memory, but... What do you make of us? I don't know. Uh, it's my guess he'll report it to somebody. Well, who? I'd give a lot to know, Jeff. He'll probably be under the impression that he's reporting our case to the police or some other authority. But it'll be only an impression, you mean. Hmm. In actual fact, he'll be reporting to the people who conditioned Mitch and are probably going to try to condition us. That's right. And then? Well, that remains to be seen. They might come and get us. Oh, they might, me But I'm hoping by the time they get around to it, we'll have figured out some way to get away from here and back to those trucks. You gotta hope we must get you back, Jet. I don't know how much oxygen is escaping from your suit, but it must be considerable. Unless we get back to the truck soon, your chances of survival are going to be very slim. get you back to the truck. Yes, Jet, God or no gods, we've got to get you out of here. If only we knew what they intended to do with us, we might work out some plan of escape. Well, why wait? Let's get to work now. Hey, Lemmy, where are you going? Only to the door. Oh, he's still there. He was so quiet, I thought maybe he might have got fed up and scarpered. Hey, you! Hey! I'm talking to you! Orders are that you stay in that room. You are not to leave it until told. Hey, Jet, Doc! What is it? God, out there, it's Dobson. One of the crew of number two. Dobson? If it ain't, then I'm a Martian. Sure. Are you sure, Lemmy? I tell you, Doc, I'd know that figure anywhere. The way he stands, the way he holds himself. If it is and him, he might answer to his name. always we supposing he remembers he ever had a name. Dobson? Dobson, do you hear me? This is Jet. Jet Morgan of the Discovery. Captain
1: of the Mars fleet. Don't you know me? Return to the room and close the door. Oh.
0: Oh, um. Maybe I was wrong. That might look like Dobson, but it don't sound like him. McLean didn't sound like himself either. In fact, he sounded very much as Dobson does now. Yeah. That same dull, expressionless voice, just like Whittaker had.
1: Orders are that you do not leave that room. Return to it immediately.
0: If you ask me, Jet, he's in much the same condition as McLean was. In a deep, hypnotic sleep. Not even in control of his own actions. And he doesn't want us to be in control of ours either by the sound of things.
1: Go back into that
0: room and close the door. Dobson, don't you understand? I'm Jet. This is Doc and this is Lemmy. Unless you return at once, I shall raise the alarm. Oh, close the door, Jet. This isn't getting us anywhere. Well, if that is Dobson, he seems incapable of understanding what I'm talking about. The only things he seems to be conscious of are the last orders he was given by that flying doctor. Here, Doc. Hmm? You managed to get some sort of control over McLean. Couldn't you do the same with him out there? I might, Lemmy, if I had him in the ship or even in the living quarters of the caravan. Why is it that Dobson is like McLean?
1: And yet Mitch and that
0: farmer and his wife appear to behave like normal people. Say, uh, now, listen, wait a minute. Yes, Lemmy? If Doc and me rush out of this door and down the passage, I think we could overpower Dobson. And then while we hold him down, you could make a run for it. Maybe, Lemmy, but Dobson's bound to start yelling for help, or at least to give the alarm that we're trying to break out. Well, what does that matter? So long as Jet gets back to the trucks, and if he doesn't get there soon, he's never going to make it. Yeah, it might be worth the risk. No, Doc, no. The others are bound to come running in. But you'd be well on your way by then, and that's the important thing. Once you're away, Doc and I would have a better chance of making a bright light Yes, Jet. It's stupid for you to remain here while there's the slightest chance of your making an escape. Suppose they decide to keep us here all night, and, and all tomorrow as well. Our suit cylinders carry only two days' supply of oxygen, and you must have used at least half of yours in the last two or three hours. Yeah, but how can you expect me to go running off to safety and leave you and Lemmy here to face the music alone? course, with both our suits still intact, we've got a much better chance of survival than you have. If you stay, you've got no chance at all. Come on, Jet. Let's give it a try at least. Now, what do we do, Lemmy? I'll tell you. We fling open a door, yeah. run down a passage, and jump on him before he realises what's happening. Uh-huh. You can bet your life that as soon as the other bloke got in the window hears all the sort of commotion, he'll come running over here to see what it's all about. Uh-huh. Then Jet hops out the window, makes his way over the sand dunes to the trucks, and bobs your uncle. All right. And if I make it, I'll call up Frank and get him to head this way. Well, never all of mind in. what you intend to do when you get there, mate. Get there first. All right, Lemmy, all right. All right. That's settled then. Now get over to the window and watch the other guard. Ooh, all right. right. Ten to one is holding. More than likely. Okay, let's go. We'll open the door wide, Lemmy, but keep close to the wall and out of sight. Right. With any luck, Dobson will be coming walking down the passage to see what's going on. Gotcha. As soon as he gets close enough, I'll signal. Right. Then you go for his legs. Uh... If he doesn't begin to yell, then you yell for him. Good idea. Make all the row you can. Okay, Doc. Now, you all set, Jet. Yeah, Larry. And let's open the door for a start. No, I'll do that, Lemmy. You get up against the wall and I'll...
1: Oh. oh. All right, gentlemen. On your feet. You're coming with us.
0: Oh, um let's put pay
1: to that little idea, isn't it? Come along. We're taking off almost immediately. Where to? Our orders are to take you with us. And orders must be obeyed without doc, question, question of at all times. The question time. times.
0: Blimey! eat at it now. Where's Mitchell? What have you done with him?
1: He's already on his way out to the plane.
0: Plane? That thing out there is the funniest plane I've ever seen. Now
1: come along. We have no desire to harm you, but if you're troublesome, remember that Mister Bodie is walking just behind you and that he's carrying his gun. Isn't that so, Mister Bodie? Yes, doc. Now away you go. My two attendants will walk either side of you, and Mr. Bodie and I will walk behind you, as far as the plane, anyway. Now, get going! towards the plane and climb aboard. The plane, he calls it. All my life I should meet such people. Get going. Don't talk
0: so much. Lemmy, Jet. Do Jet? Jet, this is the chance for you to make a break. With two zombies on each side of us and that cheap farmer and his rifle directed behind us, what are you talking Keep about? Keep you your voice down, Lemmy. Yes, Jet. Listen, you two, we haven't much time. In a minute, the house will be directly between us and the trucks. As soon as we get halfway
1: to that speed. Now come on, keep going. What are you stopping for? I feel all weak. I think I'm gonna faint. Faint, is it? I feel dizzy. Now go on. The others are leaving us behind. I can't, I tell you, I can't walk another
0: step. I must sit down and oh.
1: He's fallen down. He must have fainted.
0: Okay, Doc. This is it. You ready? Yeah, Jack. Well, what's happening? What's the matter with Lemmy?
1: Keep walking towards the plane. Lemmy, are you ill? Do you hear me? I said keep going.
0: Not before we know what's wrong with Lemmy. John,
1: oh. give me that rifle. Hey. Oh, no, you don't. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you Oh, run for it. Run for it, Jet. Go on.
0: Okay, Doc. Here I go.
1: Hey, Stop. come back here. Come back.
0: Oh, not so fast, mister. I ain't so ill as I look. Why, you? Ah. Hold him, Lemmy. Hold him down. I'm doing my best, Doc.
1: Stop <laughs> it, John. Stop, Stop him. Th- 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 Should sure, if you have to, I certainly will. Oh
0: that's it, Doc. Boy, give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Cook his way back. <coughs> over the fence and through the sheep. <coughs> out of my way. Uh,
1: go on now. Oh, thank goodness they don't attack me. Now, over the sand dune. Down the other side. Hello,
0: Jet. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, Doc. I'm just clear of those peculiar sheep. If you can hold on a bit longer, I'll make it. Yeah, go on, Jet. Ow. What is it, Doc? The farmer. He slipped from my grasp. He's picked up the rifle and he's heading after oh, you. it'd have to be a pretty good shot to hit me now. I've got a flying start. All right, Lemmy. That's it. The fight's over. Just yes, Doc. Uh, well, Mike. You can get up. And there's no use... Going on at me, Doc. Yes yes, 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 yes. We'll go to the plane, as you call it. No, 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 no. We won't give you no more no trouble. Lemmy, what's he saying? All I can hear is you and Doc. Don't you worry, Jet boy. We'll look after ourselves. Good luck, Jed. Hope you make it. Yeah, but what about you, Doc? And let me... What am I... Hey, what was that? The farmer, he's shooting at me. Oh, me! Uh, but from a long distance, in a minute I'll be over the dune out of his sight. Ah, uh, there. Uh, I'm descending the other side now. Are oh, the trucks still there, Jeff? Yes, Doc. Then go on, boy. Uh, alongside the trucks now.
1: And opening the door.
0: The farmer's on top of the dune. He's shooting at me again. Then get inside, Jet. And quick. Don't you worry. I'm already in. Uh, Closing the door again. I made it, Lemmy. Did you hear, Doc? I made it. Good for you, Jet. How about you? We're walking towards the sphere again. In fact, we're almost up to its door. Well, I'm in the driving cabin now. Removing my helmet. Uh, there. Uh, how far are you from the ship now? Almost up to it, Jet. Uh, try and stall them. I'm going to drive over there. And you'd better hurry up, mate. They're just pushing us through the doors now. Uh, I'm just mounting the dune. I'll be off on the ridge in just a few seconds. Let me, did you hear me?
1: Let me, answer me. I'm at the top now and I can see the ship. Al- oh,
0: good grief. It's taking off. <laughs> Dobson and Harding once more on either side of us, and the so-called Flying Doctor, backed up by the sheep farmer and his rifle behind us, there was no longer any opportunity for Lemmy and I to escape. But at least Jet, with his punctured helmet, had reached the safety of the caravan, and for the time being, at any rate, his life was saved. Meanwhile, Lemmy and I had no choice but to enter the large sphere as ordered by the Flying Doctor. Although the craft was spherical in shape outside, it was cylindrically shaped inside, with circular walls and flat roof and ceiling. Joining the center of the floor and ceiling was a large pillar about four feet in diameter. Once the entrance to the ship had been sealed, Dobson and Harding seated themselves at the control table and began to manipulate various levers. Almost immediately, a deep, almost musical vibration started up beneath our feet, and we felt the ship take off. A few moments later... The doctor came over to where Lemmy and I were standing near the pillar in the center of the cabin.
1: Dobson, open the door of the upper cabin, will you? Now, Dr. Matthews, if you'll kindly climb up the ladder, I think you'll find the upper cabin much more to your liking. And you, Mr. Barnett. What, me? Go up there. That's what I said, didn't I? But what about Mitch? He's one of us. Where's he going? He's stopping down here with me.
0: Oh, he is, is he? Well, I expect he'll have something to say about that.
1: About what?
0: Mitch, this bloke is trying to separate us. To get Doc and me to go to another partnership while he keeps you down here. What's wrong with that? Do you think I want to travel in the upper cabin alone with a couple of crazy loons like you? Mitch boy, I'm Lemmy. This is Doc. Your old crewmates of the Discovery. Of Luna. I never clapped eyes on either
1: of you before.
0: You never... Now listen, Mitch. Doc, Jet, and me risked our
1: lives trying to find you. I tell you, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Doc, you talk to him. Oh, There's no point, Lemmy. You'd better go up, as the doctor here says. Very well. If you say so. When you get
1: up, you can take your helmets off. There's enough oxygen up there for unconditioned personnel like yourselves to breathe. Unconditioned. And hurry up! I have to close this door before I can open the other. That's it. Thank you.
0: Take your helmet off, Lemmy. He was right. We can breathe. That flying doctor down below knows more about us than he cares to admit. Hey, Lemmy, your helmet. Take it off. Go on. Yes, Doc. And there's no need to make a thing of it. The atmosphere is okay, I tell you. I've been breathing it for the last five minutes. Huh. Well, what is going on, Doc? What are those Martians trying to do to us? Send us crackers? And are they Martians, Doc, or are, uh, and are we still on Mars? I'm so confused, I just don't know where I am anymore. Bailey, come over here. Look out of this porthole. There. Look at that landscape. At the pink desert down there. Did you ever see anything like that down on Earth? No, Doc. Of course you didn't. Because we're not on Earth. This is Mars, all right. But that farmer and his wife, they seem to think they were back on Earth. And so did Mitch. Now, oh, why, Doc? What does it all mean? somehow, something, someone has been traveling between here and Earth and picking up human beings from all parts of its surface and bringing them here. Mm. And on the way back, they've been conditioned so that it's not only possible for them to live in the Martian atmosphere, but for them to believe they're still living normal lives back on Earth. I see what you mean. There are even animals here for them to raise. Oh, they're not sheep, but they think they are. They even think another type of Martian animal is a dog. Then what about that flying doctor down below? What is he? He seems to know what's going on all right. Why else would he put us in this special oxygenized chamber? Hey, and why does this ship carry a special oxygenized chamber suitable for Earthmen like ourselves to live in? Well, that's a point. Here, yeah. do you think this is one of the Martian ships that goes to Earth to pick up victims? Oh, I doubt it, Lemmy. It hardly seems big enough for that. Well, unless it were carried in a bigger ship, which waited above the earth while this one and others like it made the descent down to the surface. Uh, hey, Doc, look down there. What? We seem to have left the desert beyond. We're flying over greeny-brown country now. Yes. Well, we've been traveling in a northwesterly direction. So this must be the Mori The what? The dark region south of the Argya Desert. Ah. Uh, hey, look, there are buildings down there. What? Yes, Doc, Like a... A couple of square boxes. Yes, Lemmy, and, and there's another one over there, and, and another. And the ground, it, it's cultivated. Cultivated? Yes. Those box-like buildings must be the homes of the people who look after it. Earthmen, you mean. Brought here from Earth and, and, and put to work as farmers. If there are thousands of Earthmen and women up here, uh, uh, as I think they are, then they have to have food. Somebody has to grow food for them and probably for their masters, too. Ah. Oh, they seem to have things pretty well organized up here, don't they? Hey, hey, look. There's another canal down there, directly below us. Yes. We seem to be following its course. Where does it lead to? And when they get us there, what do you think they'll do to us? I can't imagine. Well, they'll never make a farmer out of me. I know that. I don't doubt it, Lemmy. Doc. Why haven't they conditioned us? Like they have Mitch. Well, they did try to condition you, Lemmy, twice. Yeah, but why not you? Well, maybe because I'm not a good subject. Uh, At the medical college, even the director of the Department of Hypnotic Medicine failed to put me to sleep. I just didn't react. Go on. Yeah. Hey, what would happen if you were back on Earth and you had to have an operation then? Well, they'd have to use anesthetics. I've heard of people like that, Doc, but I didn't realize you were one. Well, yes, I am. And that's probably why, of all of us, I'm the only one that's not been affected by orange lights or sleep inducing sounds. Then from now on, I'll stick close to you. And then if I start hearing that weird noise, you, you. 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 you can help me. Hey, uh. Doc. Listen. Huh? Am I imagining things, or do I hear it now? Yes, Lemmy. You do. And so do I. Don't oh, blame me, Doc. They're at it again. Now, Lemmy, keep calm. Tell yourself that whatever happens, you will not go to sleep. Yes, Doc. Whatever happens, I will not go to sleep. Whatever happens, I will not go to sleep. Whatever happens, I will... Not go. Let me walk up uh, and uh, down. Stay on your feet and keep moving. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, Doc. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, what are you doing? To keep you awake, Lemmy. Now, don't go to sleep. Uh, it's, it's all right for you, Doc. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to affect you. It, it, and I'm going to see that it doesn't affect you either. Now, come on, start walking. Uh. Oh. Oh. Come on, Lemmy, it can't go on forever. You'll beat it if you try. No, no, Doc, oh. can oh. I've got to go to sleep. No, Lemmy, no. Do you hear me? No. Get up. Come on. Oh, Doc, I'll talk. Uh. Now, that's more like it. Now, start walking again. But oh, i get giddy walking around and round this Come place. Come on.
1: Uh,
0: oh. Hey. oh. Feeling better? Yes, Doc. Oh, I oh, oh, think so. That that noise seems to be going here. It, it's dying away. I'll keep moving just the same. Yes, Doc. And I, 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 I don't feel so tired now. Good, good. I think you'll beat it, Lemmy. It didn't work this time, did it? No, Doc. <laughs> it, it had no effect on me at all. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I'm immune, like you. Now, hey, Doc, now what did I tell you? All you need is willpower. Calm down, <laughs> Lemmy. <laughs> I'll show him. Lemmy. Try and make a Whitaker out of me, would they? Lemmy. Yes, Doc? I, I think we're going to land. I'm sure we are. Come on over to the window. There. Now what did I tell you? Crikey, Doc. The Eye of Mars. Huh? The place where lots of the canals meet oh. at one point. Like the spokes of a wheel. But when we looked at it through the televiewer a couple of weeks before we got here, it looked just like an eye. That's the Lacus Solis, Lemmy, the lake of the sun. Why did I bring us here? How should I know? Hey, wait a minute. Look down there on that oasis, the green patch. Another city. But a huge one. Much bigger than the one you got lost in. And there's no doubt about it, Lemmy, this is where we're landing. And what happens to us now? And what about Jet? Stuck back there by that farmhouse with only a. a Whittaker McLean for company? I don't know, Lemmy. We can only wait and see. In episode
1: 17 of Journey Into Space, you heard Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, David Kossoff as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, Bruce Beebe as Mitch, and with David Jacobs and John
0: Casabon. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music. Journey Into Space is written by Charles Chilton and
1: produced by him in the London studios of the BBC.